it is a uh, Saturday August the first first day of August very excited that this is the this is essentially the beginning of everything that's gonna happen in gaming for like the holiday season right because we have yeah. we have a uh, rare replay coming out this week and then we've got you know Metal Gear in September Halo and Whatever's after September, well, October, October, yeah, and then, and then Fallout November, and yeah, so this is pretty much the beginning of gaming stuff. I'm yeah, kinda, I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really we're, excited. We're, too. we're here in August finally because, uh, you know, a month ago when we were at, uh, we were talking about E3, I was like, oh my god, November seems so far away, but now it's, now it's very close, so much closer to Fallout 4. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, but anyways, to start us off, um, the chopping block number 13. Lucky number 13. Um, we should have done this on a Friday. Yeah, that would have made more sense. Um, but we are... What have you been doing this week, Jerry? I don't even know where I was going with that last part. <laughs> um, um, what have you been doing this I've week? I've been doing jack and shit. Um, oh, that's, that's gross. You should Yeah. I hope you told shit about Jack. You no, I did not. It's going to be very messy if it wasn't already messy before. But with, um, with, with a name like shit, I'm sure it's very messy. <laughs> um, I, I haven't really been doing much. I haven't really been playing much. And I just keep getting pissed off with Assassin's Creed because their controls suck so much balls. Um, and I, I went to think. see, I saw, I saw Ant-Man. Ant-Man was really cool. I saw it for a second time this week. And because I just couldn't help myself, and there was nothing else good playing. And I saw Trainwreck, the new Amy Schumer flick and Judd Apatow movie. How was that? Uh, it was kind of lackluster. Like I didn't really dig it so much because I would think that it, like a script written by her would be much funnier and would have actual laughs. Instead, it's just kind of like you know, you kind of you cringe and kind of laugh. Like you kind of just like, like cover your mouth and like, cover your face. If I'm not mistaken, it's like one of those. It's like a romantic comedy, yeah. but it's like a. It's almost to, like a parody of a romantic. It's supposed comedy. to like turn it on its head a little bit because like where it's like very self-aware kind of a kind thing. of self-aware, but other than that, it still falls into the same pratfalls that a romantic comedy would. I mean, like there's you know uh, the schlubby individual, except now it's like Amy Schumer's the schlub of a person who meets that one person that turns her life around. The, you know, the perfect person, and literally, I'm um, like, but this one's played by Bill Hader, and literally, he's like perfect in like every way. In this movie, he's like rich. He's a doctor. Works with like athletes and stuff, and he like is super understanding and you know whatever. It's, it's like, apparently he's great at sex in the movie, and they show it a lot. Um, and it's just kind of boring in a way, and because it, 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 just because you switch the genders doesn't make it you know you, oh you're identifying these tropes. You're still using those tropes to tell the whole story, right. and it, they're just, it just gets really really boring after a while. And so so it, it doesn't really do anything really to like progress the genre no, or anything. It's it just doesn't. kind of the same. It's just it's just the same all the way through, and uh, it, it, it kind of sucks when you have to rely so heavily on the supporting cast of, of the movie to garner most of the laughs. I mean, like, Colin Quinn and David Tell are really good. They're really funny with the few scenes that they have in um, in this movie, and the fact that they you have to rely on LeBron James to be such a pivotal role in this movie. But to see that scene it's it's kind of like it seems like an easy out because obviously it is if easy LeBron out. is in a movie, uh, 
not only are people going to go watch it, but sports people are going to go watch it who probably wouldn't have gone and watched this regularly. Um, eh. It's 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 not worth it because I mean he plays such a big role in this movie that like so, it, the joke wears off so, really quickly. So like is is he playing like himself in this? Movie? He's him, he's himself in the so, movie. So there's absolutely no acting from his part in this movie. No, there's acting because he's supposed to be like his movie self. You know, like he's not actually LeBron James. I'm pretty sure LeBron James in all in all purposes is a fucking boring ass dude. So, so LeBron James is not playing LeBron James, but he's playing LeBron James is what you're the saying. The way we all think. LeBron LeBron James is. That's the what he's playing, and like, like, cause like, like, oh, he watches Downton Abbey with all the other guys on the team. That's funny, right? I guess like that joke's been done like you know forever ago. You know, it's been done millions of times. Like you know, like you know, oh, this guy is like something that you wouldn't think he would like. It's, it's been done before. Yeah, and it, it's kind of boring. It, again, it's it's super boring actually, and it's not really worth going to go see. But if you're gonna see it, just wait till it comes out on Netflix. That's, that'd be the only Redbox where you're only paid. You know, Redbox because it's it's not really worth going out into theaters to go see. And like half and like the laughs that come from like Amy Schumer and like the rest of the cat, like and the rest of like the main well, cast. It's very surprising because I mean, I she's think funny. Amy Schumer is hilarious. I mean, her show is her fantastic. Show is, it's great. <laughs> her show is hilarious. So, um, it's almost kind of disappointing to hear that. Yeah, I mean, of course, this is only one critic's opinion, so yeah. I probably need to go watch myself to kind of yeah, go see it yourself. But like, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's just not it's not worth seeing until it comes out on DVD. You know, so just wait till then; you're not really missing much. Yeah, but other than that, like that's about all I've seen so far. Um, what have I done this week? I haven't really had a chance to play any games. Um, I've owned Watch Dogs for like a year now. <laughs> I played it for like maybe like two or three days. I had gotten it originally on um, Gamefly, mm-hmm. and I had like one of the you know after you have Gamefly for a certain number of months, they have like a coupon. Mm-hmm. But that coupon was about to expire, and I had that game out, and I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll buy it. I'll it was like it. ten bucks, so I bought it, and I never played it, and I picked it back up again um, this week, and I've been kind of playing it here and there. And it's. I just it's heard like it was lackluster okay. all the way. I mean, there's certain things where I'm like, okay, that was pretty badass. But there's other things where I'm just like, this is. They have they had so many good ideas. I feel like with a Watch Dogs two, cool concepts, poor execution. Right? Exactly. With like a Watch Dogs two, which you know they're gonna make. Eventually, um, yeah. I'm. I feel like they could do a lot better, and I hope that they kind of take everything that they learned from this first one yeah. and apply it to that second one. Um, the story is kind of like, you know, whatever. Um, the game world, uh, it's, I actually like the game world more than anything else, because uh, in Watch Dogs, of course, you can, like, hack things with your phone and stuff, so you can... Uh, hack in and listen to people's like conversations or read their text messages yeah. and it's very funny because I was walking around and I just like randomly hacked one person's phone they were like texting someone and it, it you know plays out like a little text message so there's like a little blip that shows up the conversation on one side from the person who yeah. has the phone and the person is like receiving it and stuff um, but it's just like uh, what did it say is like which one is the good Korea north or south <laughs> And then the person responds with, like, North, obviously. And he, the, the guy who sent it was like, okay, I was booking a vacation. I wanted to make sure I got the right one. So there's just, like, very little, like, just funny little comical bits in it, which I think is really great. You know, it's but, sad that that's probably a real conversation somebody actually yeah, had. Yeah, and it's, it's just, you know, there's so many people in this world. It's 
it's like obviously one of those people is going to have that conversation. I think it's really funny that they have those little bits yeah. when you hear like little conversations and stuff like that. It's it's very funny and it's written very well. Mm-hmm. The story aspect of it, I do, haven't really cared for at all though. So hopefully they do a little better with that. Um, I don't think I've really done anything else. Um, it's been I, a slow week for the both of us. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been really busy with work this week, so it's just it's just been a little crazy. Yeah. But, um, Let's uh, let's let's get into this. Um, we have kind of a slow week this week. Um, not a lot in gaming news because we have Gamescom coming next week. Everyone's holding their cards pretty close to the chest yeah. at the moment. Um, so expect next week's podcast to be a little more uh, filled with uh, filled with more bullshit from the both of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's just jump right in. Um, this week in gaming, we had. Uh, so, do you remember the Ouya? Yeah, I was supposed to, which they marketed as the competitor for the, those home consoles. Yeah. Like a micro console for and like. It turned out to not be at all. It just yeah. turned out to be a glorified Android yeah. game machine. Yeah. That's pretty, about it. pretty, pretty lackluster. Um, so um, Razer, the company that makes, you know, all those kind of gaming, uh, you know, hardware, keyboards, mouses. Okay. He- uh, headsets not Motorola's Razer, right? No. Okay. No, and not like a Razer you shave your face with, Joey. Okay. I know you were making that confusion. I, I could see it in your face. I couldn't understand. <laughs> I mean, how am I supposed to play games with my Razer? <laughs> so they bought, um, so they bought Ouya, and there was a bit of controversy with it this week. Not because they bought it. Um, you know, people were kind of understanding that. Uh, Razer came out to like, we're not planning on like continuing this hardware. We're just kind of planning on like, you know, yeah, breaking it down and using their stuff to make our own shit pretty much. I would imagine like it would probably just be like the tech anyone's ever interested yeah. in at this point now. Um, but there was a bit of upset because there was developers that came out and um, apparently Ouya promised these developers to so if they let's say they uh, put in like uh, thirty thousand dollars to make a game, yeah, Ouya would match that uh, amount of money if they kept exclusivity on their console for six months. Yeah, so they paid them like a certain amount during development, and then a certain amount when the game was out, and then they paid the rest of it out to them whenever the game had been on the console for six months. Um, there was some controversy because um, there are some developers who hadn't gotten paid yet. Yeah, and with them getting bought out, um, the like they pretty Ouya was like wiped of responsibility of having to pay mm-hmm. these, um, um, you know, pay well, pay pay back the money yeah, for pay, these pay the money developers. For, for, yeah, exactly to the developers, which is kind of a dick move. Yeah, and there was uh, one developer that came out. And I don't think they actually said which developer it was, but they like talked to someone and said that they were owed like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, and that's the biggest number that came out of it, but that's still quite a chunk of money. If you're developing a game and you're yeah. expecting that money to pay your employees or kind of like to fund further yeah. projects, especially from yeah. something that's not generating money like they thought it would. Yeah, I mean, exactly. like, I'm kind of surprised there was anybody who thought that this because was a good idea in the first it, place. Especially because if you're planning on doing six months exclusivity, um, you're developing specifically for that console up to that date. Yeah. After that thing comes out, then you can start developing for other consoles. Um, but if they would have known that, like they weren't weren't going to get paid, um, they would have you know spent more time and developed for other consoles to release you know all at once. Yeah. So that I could see why these developers would be upset. Um, luckily, there is a 
good happy ending to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a day or two, Razor came out and was like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pay off you know the rest of the, whatever is owed to the developers." I'm sure Razor did that just so they don't come off in a bad light. I guess you know. <laughs> um, they kind of, I guess they figured that paying this much money to developers, uh, to however many there are and however much they're owed, um, is probably better than getting all this bad, bad PR that, like, because, you know, they own Ouya now and they refuse to yeah. pay, like, you know, just, it kind of can paint you in a bad light. I guess, yeah. So it's almost like paying a certain amount of money to keep bad shit from stirring <laughs> up and, you know, like. There's like, right now they're just putting a band-aid on everything until. Exactly. Until the next, you know, shit storm starts to come. Yeah, pretty much. But it's, it's I think it's a good way to uh, prevent things from getting worse. I'm happy to hear that these developers can get paid. Yeah. Um, hopefully that means, you know, we get more indie developed games in the future here. Yep. You know, because uh, I don't think it really any names came out of, like, who was involved in that. But, yeah. you know, it's it's important that these developers get paid. Because they, the, they are the reason why we're here, right? Cause I guess so. It's like just too bad they're kind of developing for a console that's about to go defunct anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is they have that six-month exclusivity. So after that, they can release on PC. Um, well, who's going to play an Android game on, on their PC when you, you have Steam on the PC? There are plenty of like mobile phone games that just get straight up put onto Steam. Without there being like a proper port, so there's still like, you know, like phone prompts on the screen. Like they didn't properly port it, so like any kind of like weird phone stuff, the aspect ratios and shit are the same on your computer than they are on your phone. That's stupid. Yeah, so that's stupid. Ugh. It's not unheard of. Um, let's move on um, to talk about actual video game stuff. Real video games. Um, so. I found this very interesting. I felt like we needed to talk about it. So I remember being a fan of wrestling, like as a kid, and like the every kid was like, a fan of wrestling, like mid to late nineties, right? I think yeah, it's like a, the the prime window for when I was a wrestling fan, and it, it kind of disappeared after that. It just you know I didn't really you care for watching it after a while. Yeah, I mean it's. The grander can only be so much for I'm like, okay, this isn't like all that real and it's just really like a like dude soap opera. It's just like <laughs> like the South Park episode. Exactly. Exactly the That's South Park. Exactly what it means. And it's it's just kinda like like if after a while you just kinda just stop paying attention to it. Like you know how like kids' minds just wander. And like sometimes just, like, like these storylines can be super convoluted. So it's like you miss like one episode and now you're like, oh no, this person did this and I have no idea why <laughs> or like what's going on. And then, of course, um, growing up in a non-rich household, like, most of these things, like, you know, really raised up during, like, those paid events, like the pay-per-view mm-hmm. ones, like WrestleMania and, you know, stuff like that. And I, I never was able to watch those, yeah. so that also kind of took away from that. Um, but, okay, so I, I, there's been plenty of wrestling games come out over the years, um, but in the newest one that's coming out I believe is WWE like what the 2K one I believe whatever it is um, yeah I, I, I know a clue <laughs> but the Terminator is going to be in it <laughs> not Arnold Schwarzenegger the actual Terminator the actual Terminator the like as I need your clothes your boots and your motorcycle and like <laughs> that was the commercial that they had for it too like it was it was on before it was on on YouTube and I just Kind of was watching it just in awe. Like, I have no idea what's happening. And then you see some wrestlers who are in it and shit. And it's just... 
Yeah, so the game is the 2K one. The two, it's 2K16. Yeah. WWE 2K16. Okay. Well, still, though, it, uh, this is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... This makes no sense. It makes no sense, but when has wrestling ever really made a whole bunch of sense? No, but, I mean, like, when you can, when you think of, like, like franchise characters or, like, certain, like, you know, movie characters, comic book characters, and, like, like appearing Joey, in a game... Joey, we have the Predator and... But it works for Mortal Kombat. Kombat. It works for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it, like, works for, it worked for Mortal Kombat and, like, Soul Calibur. And that was it. Like actual fighting games, like if, like for a wrestling game, well, this makes said, no every, sense. Everybody plays a character in wrestling, so it kind of makes sense in that respect. I could see it that way, right? Nobody, I guess, nobody is yeah. a person in real life. Yeah, it's true, but still, though, I mean, The Rock wasn't The Rock, you know. <laughs> well, now he's and, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, but now, yeah. He's, now he's now he's his real person. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're not a real person if you wrestle. If you're, you're a wrestler, you're if not you're a real person. Um. Uh, in other news, so they had a list of like all these old characters that were going to come back to yeah. the series that leaked um, earlier in the week or last week. I'm not too mm-hmm. sure exactly. Um, but then Hulk Hogan was on that list, but now he's kicked yeah, he off the kicked roster. Off. And like uh, the whole like he's he, racist like, tweeting yeah, and shit. Everything, yeah. every like all ties have been cut with the WWE and Hulk Hogan. Like they've kicked him off the website. He's no longer like on the like hall of like wrestlers. Like, yeah, like online and stuff. Um, so pretty much we're trading the Terminator for Hulk Hogan. I am perfectly okay with that. I think that's like, I mean, a, like I thought he'd like a trade up. Yeah. If you if you're a friend with Hulk Hogan and you traded him for the Terminator, I think you'd be coming up in that deal. I think so too. You'd also probably be getting like a better friend out of it too. Yeah, and, and you'd you'd have someone who at least can come to terms with the fact that they're losing their hair. Right? <laughs> But yeah, it's just just so weird. I thought that was interesting news that the Terminator was going to be, and they dropped that news like out of nowhere. Yeah, really, they were just like, oh yeah. I think it was like, I think it's like a quick thing. It's all like, okay, we need someone to play Hulk Hogan. What the fuck are we going to do? I don't think they could have like modeled this character and done all that so quickly. So I think this this is kind of just something they had in their back pocket. Just waiting for like, oh shit! Like our pre-order bonuses aren't that high. Yeah. Terminator, if you pre-order. <laughs> Terminator, yeah. if you pre-order. It's just so weird. Yeah, I just can't get over how weird it is. I agree with you. I, I definitely want to see him in action though. Like once this game comes out, I want to see like the Terminator wrestling. Like, like they do know they can't beat the Terminator. He's like like a two tons of metal in the form see, of a human. I want to see so when he's wrestling. And like someone slams a Terminator's face on the ground and starts bleeding, and then his skin peels off. He's just got a little bit of metal, uh, like underneath his face. Like that would be pretty. Well, I mean, like that's gonna have to happen. There's gonna be some damage effects. But when you think about it, like okay, he's getting damage effects, but no one else is. Like they're just like getting cut and bleeding and stuff. But he's the Terminator. His fists are made of metal. If he hits you, you are gonna get concussed. These are wrestlers, so none of it's real, Joey. I don't care. The Terminator. Knows how to they're blend. still they're still actual fleshy people. The Terminator is not a fleshy person. He's like he is a metal endoskeleton covered in human flesh. And that's it's still why, metal. That's why what the Terminator is going to do is he's going to throw a punch and it's not going to connect and he's just going to hit his chest. But it's just going to make like a metal noise <laughs> and it's just going to be like, oh, is this person hope, metal? Like we don't know. I, I hope like his intro is just like that time bubble that comes up and like he just like pops in and he's just naked and you have to fight the Terminator. And naked when you first meet him. <laughs> that would be that would be definitely not a rated T game. 
That would be <laughs> M all the way. Yeah, that, that's a, that's an M unless he like just picks late his, <laughs> his penis. Yeah, that's not gonna work out. Um, I, so Angry Birds two came out this week. No kind of no kind of segue there. There's yeah. no segue from pixelated from penis to Angry Birds. Angry Birds. Um, there's no way I could have swung that. So <laughs> you just did. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so um, Angry Birds two came out this week. Um, I actually got it um, and played through the first chapter. Okay, so what is different about Angry Birds 2 than Angry Birds 1? So do you want the good stuff or the bad stuff? I don't care. I just want to know if it's actually any different. I need to know if you want the good things first or the bad things first. Okay, good things first because that way it makes the bad things that much more prominent. (laughs) (laughs) So the good things... um, it runs at 60 frames per second. It looks fucking beautiful. Okay. I remember um, playing it before, like, playing the first Angry Birds, and it, like, kind of like, would, like, chug a little like, bit. Lag and and chug. bit. No, this, this thing has been running crisp. Even on my phone, I have a Galaxy S3, and I had a couple things open in the background. Yeah. It's still running fucking perfectly. Um, that, they changed the way you shoot birds. I don't know if any of the other ones they did this, but... Um, in this one, you get like three cards. Like you start off with like three different birds, mm-hmm. and they're all like uh, displayed on your screen like playing cards. So you can pick which bird you want. Yeah. So let's say if you wanted to pick red bird first, and then yellow bird, and then blue bird, or blue bird, and then red bird, and then yellow bird. Like whatever order you want to shoot them in, you yeah. can. And because there's multi-stage levels. It's important that you kind of do that intelligently mm-hmm. because you might use your best bird in the beginning, but then you just have like shitty red bird at the, on the last part of the level, right? Okay, so they're actually kind of taking into account like actual strategy into this? Right. It's a little more, I feel like, strategy-based. Um, so, yeah, so you start off with just the red bird and then eventually get the blue bird and then the yellow bird. Uh, right now I have the white bird, the one that, like, poops the egg, mm-hmm. right? I just got that one, so um, yeah, it's interesting. And they have you know special like spell things, so you like sh- can shoot this like golden ducky, and it like makes makes it rain golden duckies on the screen and stuff. Um, <laughs> this is so stupid. It's stupid, but I mean, it's it's not bad. I, mean, I like it. I, I guess like I wouldn't it. expect it. Like probably. I said, it, it looks really nice. Um, I've always been a fan of the pigs more than anything else, and they're like animated and stylized really really well. Fucking pigs. Like, yeah. like there are times where it's just like, okay, that pig should be fucking dead, but it's not dead, and it's, it's just, just like, like smiling at just, me. It's just smiling with like a black eye, just like fuck you, I'm still alive. Like, <laughs> like you think like 18 tons of like wood would fucking crush me? Uh uh-uh, uh, bitch, I'm fucking round as shit, and I fucking took that like <laughs> a champ. And he's like, I've been hanging on this nook, nothing is <laughs> me. Ain't none, ain't none gonna mess with me. Yeah, yeah. these pigs, are, these pigs got very hood in this one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I imagine they would get very hood. I imagine they have like Mexican accents though. So um, overall I, I surprisingly like it. Uh, it, it feels um, it's very familiar of course yeah. but it feels slightly fresh. Like I don't know if they've had that thing where you can pick the different birds in no. order because it's always been kind of like you have a distinct order for each level right? Pretty much yeah. Um, so it kind of makes changes things up a little bit and I like that because you can pick uh, the bluebird first, and then that'll set up your play for the yellow bird, mm-hmm. or something like that. So I, I kind of like that. Um, so let me get on to the bad news. Um, the bad news is it runs on a life system, which is, and by that I mean like Candy Crush, where you have like a certain yeah, amount of okay. lives. Um, 
Now, there is a kind of a good thing and a bad thing about that. Um, so the good thing is you don't have to use a life to play. Okay. Um, so if you play a level and you beat a level, you don't use a life. Mm-hmm. But if you lose or you exit out of the level because you want to restart, you do lose a life. Okay. Um, so you can sit here for an hour playing uh, if you're good at the game. You know, if yeah. you're good at the game, you can sit here and play for an hour. Um, but if you're not very good at the game, you're going to burn through all your lives. And I think you got to wait like 20 minutes or so for them like, you know, to get one back. Yeah, that's kind of lame. And they, of course, added like a um, in-game money system. They call it gems. You know, like most most free-to-play games yeah. have this aspect now. Um, I think those. I would say those are really the only two downsides. Yeah, it's just the, of course, the uh, real-life money thing, where you can, of course, purchase like extra birds if you lose a level yeah. uh, to refresh your lives or. To buy the spells. Yeah. Okay. Um, but overall, it's not bad. I mean, um, some of the levels are actually kind of difficult. Like I actually lost a couple of times. Yeah. Which I tend not to have a problem with with Angry Birds. Right? Yeah. So usually you're like, oh, I can get through this. Um, but yeah, I had a couple levels where I actually had to like rethink my strategy where I used a bird and it didn't work. And there was another time where. Um, I used uh, the red bird in the beginning, but I needed the red bird for the second part for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and it I was kind of fucked. Like, I, there wasn't much I could do. So you're not good at this simple game. <laughs> I am. <laughs> you, you're good not at, good at I'm this good kid's at, game. I'm good at it like 65% of the time. That's I, a D. I have a D in this game, but I'm still passing. It's okay. <laughs> It's like you are, you down. I just don't want to count that pass. Passing, I'm, I'm passing as an adult. That's not passing. I, I'm, I'm passing in the strictest definition of the word. <laughs> strictest. <laughs> it's like, okay, but you're still labeled a fucking idiot. <laughs> Either way, um, it's free to play. Of course, yeah. um, it's worth playing. And like I said, the fact that it runs at sixty percent or sixty per second is is amazing. Yeah, because um, it just looks fucking crisp. Like I will give it that. Okay, I, I don't know. I might try. I'll probably like play it for like a good like ten minutes, and then I'll just like get rid of it. Yeah, it that tends to that tends to be the way I do things with with, with games on my fucking phone and shit. And yeah, I mean, I'm not the kind of person who sits there and plays uh, games on their phones for hours. Yeah. So I'm kind of okay with this whole life system because even if I lost five times in a row, I'm just yeah. like, eh, I'll put this down. I should probably get back to work. Like, you know. It's, <laughs> That kind of hey, this person probably needs their medication. By yeah, now. like like I should probably I should probably try and help these people out. They're gonna die if they don't get it in the next like ten <laughs> minutes. But I still got one more life. But and I this have, pig is pissing but I have me to, off. Like figure out how to kill all these pigs with this red bird. Like I I need to figure this out first. <laughs> so you have your man of priorities, Johnny. Hmm. Speaking of all the destruction in the Angry Birds. And um, pigs. And like, pigs. Um, and actually, that pigs works because Battlefield Hardline had cops in it. Exactly. So that's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, EA, um, they kind of had their uh, like a meeting, like a shareholders meeting. And some news came out of it, and they kind of announced that there's going to be a Battlefield game in 2016. Mm-hmm. 
Um, an official Battlefield game. So not be Battlefield Star Wars fun. Battlefront or anything. Um, just an actual Star Wars, Battlefield game. We can get into this later. Um, I really don't think uh, Battlefront is going to be anything like Battlefield. Well, just in like terms of like company EA and dice. Well, and, and you had uh, engines and blah blah blah. I'm talking about. We get Battlefield Hardline this year, yeah. which is kind of. Like, I think they could have held off until uh, the fall mm. to kind of consider that their Battlefield game, but they didn't. So whatever. Um, I'm interesting what they're going to do with the formula. I and mean, what else can you really do at this point? Uh, the most you can do is just kind of add some sort of novelty to it that would get people to buy it. Mm. But like, what can you really do? So the novelty in Battlefield Four. Um, was the Levolution, where you can, like, destroy giant buildings and it would, like, change the, yeah. like, way the map looks and everything. And, you know, like, what are they going to do? Like, at this point, what can they possibly do to, like, make the game even bigger and have it have a better appeal? Because you can't just copy that same formula for Battlefield 4. No. Um, if I were them... Zombies, space, space zombies, space zombies versus aliens and predators. I want my check. Can I get my check? I think you're gonna have to call about like the EA. You have to call EA people for that. Um, oh man! So unless they're listening to those podcasts, which I very highly doubt. <laughs> I think you're fucked. <laughs> they're just listening to us and laughing at us. That's what they're doing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> these dumb fucks, <laughs> these fucking idiots. <laughs> Bunch of mooks. <laughs> fucking mooks. <laughs> fucking losers. <laughs> um, I gotta say, I'm a... Uh, but there are no other details about this. Other nothing really. Just the fact that they kind of announced that it's going to be out. Um, we kind of could have expected it since we're not getting a big Battlefield game this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had Hardline, but that wasn't like their big Battlefield No, game. that was just kind of something that came out and kind of petered out pretty quick. Yeah. Um, which I still have, and I got on and played yesterday, or like, not yesterday, but like earlier in the week, I played for like 30 minutes. I was like, oh, there's a DLC out for this, because I had bought the season pass when the game came out. Yeah. And I wasn't, e- like, this game has like just kind of been so off my radar that I wasn't even aware that a DLC came out for this game. So Doesn't that suck when that happens? He's like, man, I've been away for only like a month, and like, so much has changed. I was so excited, and of course, if you buy the season pass, you're kind of like locked in, right? Yeah. Um, but it's just like you—you you think a game that you lock yourself into like that would have more like grabbing appeal than yeah. where you, you where you would actually know that like a DLC is coming. I mean, like, I think they're they're really trying to like you know play off the fact that it's like cops and robbers, but it just evolves into it just, it just seems like it could have easily game. been like just like a Battlefield Four DLC though. Yeah, like that's what it like, the, sto- like the story mode was was okay. I like the way that they had the story mode, but it wasn't like as far as actual like multiplayer gameplay goes, mm-hmm. it's just Battlefield with no vehicles really. Yeah. And like a kind like of cop smaller, cars yeah, and like, like a kind of smaller a helicopter kind of maybe and like, yeah. but like no tanks, no crazy, yeah. you know, shit that goes on. Which is kind of like when when you play a Battlefield game, that's what you want. You know, you, yeah, want, you want this kind of like tanks big, and big vehicle warfare, right? Like yeah, Humvees with like, you know, fucking 50 caliber machine guns on top and shit, but and, and that's also uh, appealing in just like being on foot kind of a way cuz let's see if you have C4 Toss three four and you yeah. blow up a fucking tank. You're like, I'm fucking bitching. Yeah. Like that. That's you just feel boss yeah. after you do something like, like that. Right? I don't think I don't think like it fits 
with like the overall theme they're going for because I, I know what they're trying like like them and payday try to do the same thing they wanted to do like the big shootout scene from the movie heat that um, came out in the 90s with like um, Robert Nero and Al Pacino they payday's, wanted that payday's one been scene. doing it right though because payday came out years ago payday 2 came out um years ago and they're still supporting that with just DLC yeah so you're paying maybe like five ten dollars for like an additional mission new weapons new masks mm-hmm. or may, uh, maybe like an additional like two missions they've added like a fifth character they've added like all these kind of things they had like a um, what was that game uh, hotline Miami yeah theme DLC that's and everything pretty, that's cool. so they had like some really cool stuff and they just keep supporting this game with DLC, yeah. which is um, which is, I think the way you should do things. Yeah, it kind of feels less. Um, I don't know, like money hungry. Yeah, you know. Well, because because they, they could have easily released like a payday three with all of the content that they've come out with so yeah. far. Yeah, that's true. Like, but like I'm just saying though, like that's what I think Battlefield is trying to to get. They want that. They want that big were, like bank heist scene in yeah, a I movie. I think that's what they were trying to do with this one anyway. But like, as like, but it doesn't work out because then you, like you literally just have like instead of just two armies tr- killing each other, you have cops and like, cops and you know people who are doing bank heist killing each other. And like, it, like when you play it, it just doesn't make sense in your head because it's like so like there's just a war going on in this city between criminals and like and cops, and it's just like. This is what this is it. This is okay for some reason. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't make sense. I mean, like in like the context of like being like in the middle of like Fallujah, Iraq, you know, with you know like U.S. troops and like with you know uh, you know fuck I don't know. It's actually two dueling armies, two two makes- armies at you know at odds with each other. That makes sense for like that amount of destruction and then that amount of firepower being used. But when it's but just it's cops like, and robbers, it just makes me think like this isn't Gotham. This isn't like you know those like big this, comic book cities. This, like, this isn't Detroit, guys. Like <laughs> this isn't like, Detroit. This ain't Pittsburgh. This isn't like this isn't normal. And like, and some of the levels do take place in like L.A. Actually, yeah. Well, um, L.A. So doesn't like, have like that like kind we, of gear. We, yeah, we don't have like these like giant shootouts where like you know there's like a hundred cops and a hundred criminals and they're yeah. all going at odds. Like, yeah, it doesn't happen. I mean, way. like and like the amount of like death you would imagine too is like there's like like you would imagine like they're like. They get like a fucking zamboni from a hockey game, and they're just like sweeping up fucking criminal criminal bodies and like police bodies the entire time. Yeah, it's it just it's just dis- disproportionate like for that kind of environment that they're trying to make. And like some of the stuff uh, makes a little more sense. Um, in one of the DLCs, there's like a backwoods, so that kind of feel like that's a little more yeah. realistic. Um, there's like a swamp level where it's yeah. like a little more swampy. There's like a trailer park level. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Like criminals and cops going at it in a trailer park. I understand yeah. that. But like not so much in like the middle of a giant city. Yeah. Like that kind of. I mean, like th- this this whole thing in my mind, it makes sense for it to be like a like DLC where, for like Counter Strike. Where, where are all the security guards at this giant? <laughs> There's no security. And like apparently like, all the civilians got out. I highly doubt all the civilians got out. <laughs> they have a game mode in that game where they have like a hostage. Uh, they have like two hostages, and the criminals have to hold out for like two minutes. And the cops need to either kill all the criminals or like save one of the hostages. Just one not of both hostages. of them, just at least one. Um, so that I can, I, I like that game, but I feel like that's a little more realistic. Yeah, 
I mean, like, if they, if they part the teams down to like maybe like, and it's like a five per it's, side. It's, it's like a six six v six or like a, a eight v eight, but there's no respawns in that mode. Yeah. So once you're down, you're down. So that kind of feels a little that more realistic. That makes more sense. It makes me feel like okay. Yeah, so there's not like just 300 criminals and they're all kind of like in reserve yeah. waiting to like just flood out until their buddies die, right? Because like it doesn't fit for a battlefield game, but like it fits for like call it like for uh, Counter Strike and it fits for like Rainbow Six type of stuff. Yeah, and, and right. Rainbow Six did do stuff like that with like uh, Rainbow Six Vegas yeah. and Vegas Two. Um, so you know, but it just uh, it just didn't. Make- it, yeah, it, it. I can see what they were trying to go for, but it just don't. Uh, really feel it if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel correct in a battlefield sense. Yeah, but it was fun though. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 what you'd expect. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like big old pile of meh. yeah, meh. Just, meh. Yeah. Uh, it definitely makes sense why uh, it's on sale at a yeah. lot of places right now. So. I still didn't bother to buy it though. <laughs> I had no. I wouldn't. To buy I wouldn't until there's even like once there's like a definitive like edition with all the DLC. Uh, even then, I'd say like hold off on it until it's, it's like forty bucks, you know. Yeah, and even then, I'd probably I'm gonna wait till it's twenty bucks. <laughs> it's not like all that. No, it's not. Um, so, Dying Light, they kind of like teased some DLC a little while ago. Mm-hmm. We had a little more news come out of it um, this last week. Um, so, Dying Light, uh, definitely my favorite zombie game of this year. Not that there's really been a whole lot. Yeah, but. Um, I I am glad God, that they parted down on zombie that, games. That game was done really really well. Yeah. Um, but this DLC, they, they we kind of saw some dune buggies in the teaser for it before. Um, so they kind there is going to be dune buggies. Dune buggies. So vehicles, um, which is something that wasn't in Dying Light. So this will be really fun. The map is supposed to be um, equally, if not bigger, than the map of everything in Dying Light. Okay. So. Um, because there's a couple different areas in Dying Light, and then there was a another area that you can go to in a separate area. Like I, it kind of doesn't make sense. It's like yeah. there's a continuance of one map, and then there's another section of map in like a different area, mm-hmm. um, not connected to each other. Like you couldn't walk from a point from area one to area two, yeah. like in a single way. Um, but this is kind of exciting. Um, I'm glad to see that this game that came out in February mm-hmm. is getting a giant DLC release. Okay. Um, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And it's nice to see that they're supporting their game. Um, it sounds bad, but like this far out after launch, a lot of games kind of just like put this out and then put some cheap DLC out. They time some like every couple months, but other than that, it's just forgettable. Right. But this seems like it's something that's actually a little better. Mm-hmm. And it is included in the season pass, too. So if you bought the season pass or if you have the game and you buy the season pass, um, this big DLC will be a part of that season pass. The season pass is like $25. Yeah. With the amount of content that it looks like they're promising, I could see them charging like $20, $25 for this DLC. Yeah. And that being, you know, like a reasonable price. Yeah, but I think it's good. I think it's one of those games that did very, very well. Um, I don't think a lot of people played it, but hopefully this might get um, P- 
people who are interested in the game mm-hmm. to buy the game. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not my game flight list, so I'm I'm waiting to play it, but I'm not like in a big rush to play it. So. Yeah, no, it's under, I can understand that. Um, I've been waiting to play it since February, but I've been silently waiting until it went on sale digitally. Yeah, and then during the Xbox sale, um, it was on sale, so I was like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> buy that shit right away." Um, last thing we have in gaming news. And I love the way I put this in here because I was like, ugh. I'm kind of upset. I thought that was like the name of like what was happening. He's like, ugh. Um, so we talked about in this podcast um, a couple weeks ago about Red Ash. Um, let me just give you a quick rundown on what that is. Uh, Red Ash was supposed to, or is supposed to be the spiritual successor Um to uh, Mega Man Legends, yeah, something that people is people like you know really really wanted for a very long time. Um, so they started this Kickstarter. Um, as of right now, it, ha- it there's 45 hours to go, so mm-hmm. there's like two days yeah. left. Um, they have uh, they asked for eight hundred thousand dollars. They've gotten four hundred and eighty-seven thousand dollars. So I really doubt that they're going to um, make their mark. Yeah. Um, but what they said, they were like, okay, so I was holding off on backing it because I was like, well, this is, they haven't announced a console version. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'll kind of wait till there's a console version announced. Um, they announced that there is going to be a console version. But what they say after that is... We're not going to tell you which console. Uh, we're only going to do it for <laughs> one console. And we're going to put a like vote up, and whichever one gets the most votes is the console that we're going to make it for. That's kind of stupid. So like, let's say if I had an Xbox One, and I backed this console version of it, and then my Xbox One version doesn't get voted, yeah, then I'm stuck with a what? PS4 version of this game, which I can do nothing with. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense because they kind of talked about how expensive it was to kind of like port everything to different consoles. But like, that seems a little fucked up, right? Like, to yeah. just be like, back us, but we're not 100% sure that we can guarantee that... This going to be on that, your console. Yeah, exactly. That, that's pretty fucked because, I mean, like, they have to know that, you know, they're not getting just support from just a PS4 crowd or just the Xbox One crowd. Yeah, so that 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 left a lot of people. Um, I want my money back. Yeah, it definitely left a lot of people upset. That's for sure. Um, but then a couple of days ago, um, they announced that this this game is going to happen, whether the Kickstarter gets backed or not. Yeah. Um, they said that the Kickstarter now um, is just for all additional content. Mm-hmm. Because they found a, a Chinese publisher named uh, Fuse um, that they were going to like fund this project. Yeah. But now, like the whole thing has changed. Like all these people have backed the game. Um, now aren't backing it to make it because the game's going to get made anyways. Yeah. Now they're backing it for additional content, um, which eh, it just it seems a little weird and convoluted and. 
It just sounds like they're just shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, and, and like pretty much uh, they have no idea what it's, it doesn't seem like they're doing a lot. Like it all seems kind of a little confusing, and I don't think really anybody knows what's going on at this point. Oh, yeah, um, it's just kind of weird and stupid. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's weird that they um, they took this shift from yeah we need the money to make this game to all the money that we make is going to just fund additional content. Yeah. Because at that point, it's like, why not just make the game mm-hmm. and, you know, push it to this audience who's more likely to buy a completed game than just the idea for a game. Yeah. And especially the way that they, like, announced this um, this game, it wasn't the actual game, it was the prologue to the game. And it's just—it's all very convoluted and confusing. And if you're a console player and you wanted it for consoles, you couldn't be sure if it's going to come to your console or not. All of it seems a little weird. And yeah. I, was, I was kind of very excited for this, um, but now I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that and we still haven't seen uh, Mighty Number no. Nine, which is the previous project that was funded on Kickstarter by this uh, by this team. Oh, by the same team? Yeah, so I kind of would feel like we need to see Mighty Number no. 9 first to see what they're capable of. Yeah. You know? Because um, if that game comes out and it's super fucking broken, yeah, it's just then, shit. like, why, you know, all these people who back this project are going to be very upset. They, that they just in. got everybody in because they said, oh, yeah, this is a spiritual successor to Mega Man, uh, to, to this Mega Man game that everyone, uh, everyone fucking wants. It's like so. I mean, like, like everyone's just gonna blindly throw money at it. But even then, they haven't really thrown a lot of money at it because it hasn't reached its funding goal yeah. yet. How much has it made so far? Um, out of like how much they asked, I think they asked for. Let me go and check here real quick. Uh, Kickstarter. Let's see. They asked for eight hundred thousand dollars. They have pledged at this time four hundred and eighty-seven thousand eight hundred and eighty-four dollars. Hmm. So they haven't reached their goal yet. Okay. Uh, they've made like pretty much just under five hundred thousand dollars. Okay. So people have thrown money at it. Six thousand and one hundred people have thrown money at it. But I would hardly count that like throwing money at it. No. You know. When you consider other things that are getting funded and getting a lot more backers getting, than that. Getting, like... And a lot more entire, money. Getting all their stuff done in, like, a week. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, so, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the idea of it is cool. I think it would have just been better if they would have just... Kept their mouth shut. <laughs> kept their mouth shut, dropped the game, and just surprise everybody with it, as opposed to... Now that just seems like a little confusing and weird, and I don't really like it anymore. <laughs> I'm a little more upset with it now, you know? They should they just kept their fucking mouth shut. That's yeah. what they should have done, but they didn't because they're stupid. <sighs> so that's pretty much our gaming news for the week. Um, I mean, it sucks to end on a downer like that, but... <laughs> Uh, like, like you, you can probably just feel like our eyeballs just like rolling in the back of our head when we say <laughs> over and over again. Um, you know what, Jerry? Let's take a let's take a quick break here and let's come back with our uh, 
Very limited movie news. Or you know what? We don't even have that much to talk about in movies. Let's just um, let's just go right for let's it. Let's just push through it, man. Okay. All right. So go ahead and lead us off. All right. So there, there isn't much going on um, at all. Like there's a couple interesting trailers. Black Mass had their second trailer come out, which is you know still pretty interesting. It looks pretty cool. I really want to see it. They kind of just expand on the backstory of uh, Whitey Bulger a little bit more, yeah. that his brother is a senator, and that's the reason why the FBI backs off of him. And um, and But they don't really uh, show what the central plot's about or anything like that. Um, then there was, like, a couple other trailers. There's, like, a new trailer for Michael Bay's new flick, uh, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Which it's, is in his uh, okay. new Transformers movie, right? <laughs> like it, like it probably the Secret Transformers. There's probably going to be like some Transformers who are going to be in there. It's essentially like, so. There was like this terrorist attack. Like there was um, an attack on a hotel, and and it was a Decepticons, right? It was, it was Decepticons. <laughs> it was that tiger-looking one. Not to point light of this very serious issue, yeah. but, <laughs> but this has Transformers. Like, I mean, like I, I I don't like I don't trust Michael Bay at all. I mean, like he's trying to make a serious movie. Movie and like he, he kind of did the same but thing it's with like, Gain, but how how serious can you make a movie when there's going to be so many explosions in it and you already know you it. know there's going to be a shit there's going to be a shitload of explosions I mean like he like he's famous for just like like with his actors he just does one take and that's it and like like half of the actors that like are working with him who've never worked with him before literally just go like are you serious and like yeah that's it and, and yeah, then he don't worry move on moving on CGI don't worry about it is like and because like he just like you know blows to the budget on like all the action parts of his movies so like I don't trust this to be a very good one but like, if you're interested in seeing like him try and take on serious material you know check out the trailer it's ha- it's worth half a look I guess yeah. and then um, there was a, a trailer for a new for uh, a new Seth Rogen comedy that came uh, that's about to come out um, called the night before uh, it's with uh, uh, Joseph Gordon Lovett Seth Rogen and um, Anthony Mackie, uh, the guy who plays Falcon uh, in the Avengers movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, essentially, it's like Joseph Gordon Lovett is like his parents died on Christmas, and so his two friends, Anthony Mackie and Seth Rogen, like spend Christmas with him every year. And so essentially, this is like the last time they can spend Christmas with each other because like they're growing up and they're getting responsibilities and stuff and like Seth Rogen's having a kid Anthony Mackie's a big football star or some bullshit like that and Joe Gordon love it I don't know he's about to walk a fucking rope between two buildings I don't know and something <laughs> something and so this is the last time they can really hang out together so essentially uh, they just like go out and like fucking party the night before so Christmas this is, yeah, this is pretty much Seth Rogen's Christmas movie, essentially, and like the entire the, the entire trailer, he's like has like a like one of those ugly Christmas sweaters, but there's a big Star of David on the front of it, and there's like this scene where they're walking through a club, and there's like these rabbis sitting in a corner, and he just like opens up his jacket, and he's just like pointing at his at the Star of David on his shirt, and they just give each other a nod, and they just it's like it's it's so weird and stupid, but like the trailer looks really funny, so I'm kind of excited for it. I'm I'm happy that there's like. Christmas movie still happening, right? Yeah, because um, it's coming out in November. Yeah, um, but that I mean, it'll be out in theaters during Christmas. Yeah, so um, I feel like Christmas movies kind of died off, but I feel like this is 
This I, could be one of those like movies that you're like, okay, this is pretty fucking great. Yeah. Like Elf was, I think, the last really the good last Christmas like movie. really good Christmas movie that I can think of. Yeah. Harold yeah. Kumar's Christmas movie was okay. It was funny, but like, it was, like I could take it. it didn't, yeah, it didn't really have that like lasting effect because I watch Elf every year around Christmas. Pretty much, yeah. So I, everyone has their traditions. For me, it's a Christmas story. Yeah, I watch a Christmas story every Christmas. Yeah, um, so I mean, it looks like this could have potential to have that lasting effect, I, maybe, and they like, still be like a good comedy movie on top of that. Maybe it's because I'm a fan of like Seth Rogen. Um, like a lot of people don't really care for that kind of style of comedy. Yeah, I think it's fucking great. I, I, I like, like his stuff. I, um, I like his stuff. It's kind of been growing old a little bit, but I'm like I'm happy that he's able to switch it up every once in a while. because yeah, I, I think this one's also directed by uh, by Seth Rogen and. Uh, Jeff Goldberg, I can't remember his first name, John Goldberg, something like that. Yeah. Um, the guys, who, and they directed uh, "This Is the End" together and uh, the interview. Yeah, um, both, which I thought were fucking. Great. I thought they were great. I loved the interview. I thought it was I, so I funny. Well, I watched it like the day or two after it was released, and I thought it was fucking great. And I haven't seen it since then. Yeah, but I know it's on Netflix, so I know I need to watch. It's on it Netflix and soon. But it just, it was so like just like hilarious and. There was plenty of, of ass jokes. And it was sticking, ridiculous. Sticking shit up your ass and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I can see that like turning off a lot of people. But just as far as like how these characters are portrayed, like how, how you know, this North Korean dictator is <laughs> yeah. portrayed and everything. And he like secretly loves margaritas and Katy Perry. Like, yeah. just, you know, like... It was it, it, it was really good. It definitely wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting it to be like way more stupid. I was expecting it to kind of be along the lines of like Pineapple Express, yeah, which is kind of like my least favorite of their which stuff. Is very very like I like that movie, but I mean, it's, it's very, okay. very it's over just, the top and just yeah. like kind of over like the top, pretty crazy, ridiculous. Yeah, but like this one was just kind of like it was just the right level of stupidity, and I could just get behind, and it was pretty good. Um, so I'm hoping this one's plus, the same way with like, plus supporting that movie is supporting America. Literally supporting America because they supporting America and freedom of speech and freedom. So. Like, I, I like how like that's like the only movie that got pulled because of terrorist threats from North like, Korea. Really, like and like that had to have brought so many people to watch it. Part of what was the reason why I watched it, like you know, like that, yeah. like either I don't remember when it came out, but I watched it like either the day of or like within a couple of days after it. Yeah. Um, you know, rented it on on Xbox. Actually, paid for the movie and everything to like you know yeah. watch it. Um, but it's one of those movies where I feel like some people watched it just because of what it says. The controversy about yeah, exactly. surrounding it, and like and like if you pull a movie because of like terrorist threats, yeah. Like and and it's so upsetting that it's that movie that was pulled and not something like serious and like super well written and like super like. You know, very, very like, like I would think, like I would like to think, like Bridge of Spies, the new Spielberg movie, which yeah. is actually kind of going in depth between, like, with um, you know, Soviet politics and yeah. American politics of the time, where it's kind of like I'm surprised this isn't pissing more people off. Yeah, like if if something like that came out and pissed people off, I'd be like, okay. We get it. It makes a little more sense. But it's like really... Seth Rogen and James Franco? Like, like, does North Korea not know that James Franco posts like selfies of himself like online every day? Naked. Like it's just like, it's just... 
these two characters are not going to make anything that's going to bash your like reputation <laughs> any more than it's already bashed. You know, I, I mean, like, it's just, it's plus, just so like, ridiculous. Plus, like, hey, it's just one of those things where it's like, look at um, what was the the Team America movie? Oh yeah, Team America World, World Police. Police. Yeah, um, that movie had fucking North Korean dictators in it. Nobody really. No gave one a said shit. anything. But why did this one get like? Why did this one get <laughs> like, so many? And they off? went with like the full like yellow man fucking stereotype of all Asians and everything. It was it went way more way more over the top than anything. But I think it's probably because like it was still. Kim Jong Il is a Kim Jong Un, and Kim Jong Un is kind of like trying to be like he's the new to, Korean bad he's, person. He's trying you know? to act like the big bad boy. Yeah, it's like, big but, bad boy of Korea. Yeah, you can't, you can't like take that guy seriously though. But like, it's, it's just kind of weird. He's just too chubby. He's too chubby. He's too chubby. I, I'm like, like if if he came up to me on the street, let's say, let's say we're walking the streets, and all of a sudden we see the North Korean dictator walking toward us. And he like told us to get out of the way. I'd be like, no, no, no. <laughs> Who do you think you are? No, <laughs> you're not tough. Because they stop it. <laughs> Can you yeah, make it your cheeks, Mister. <laughs> okay. Shut it. So, so yeah. So I mean, it looks like a good like the night before. <coughs> it looks like a good movie. It looks like it's gonna be funny. I'm kind of excited to go see it. Um, and yeah, we'll just see kind of how we'll see how it, how it performs. I'm not sure if it's gonna perform that well in the box office. It but might, it, it not, might but be that it might be like that turnaround because there's there's always that one comedy during the year that makes a shit ton of money, and I, that one might be it because it's not only you know these you know crazy dudes and like they have I an can, Avenger I in can, there. I can see it um, maybe not having a very strong opening. I think like but once, like what, closer to Christmas, closer time. to Christmas, like that second or third week it's out. I think it'll really like kind of shine more then than it probably did. be a bit of a sleeper hit. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's um pretty much the only trailer worthy of note and to to kind of see. So you can find the Red Band trailer on YouTube. Yeah, um, for it and it's pretty pretty good. Um, to moving on to other news, um, Relativity is a uh, production company, a small indie production company. They don't really do like big franchise films. They've kind of made it a point to not do those movies and focus in on scripts and film directors who probably wouldn't have much of a chance in the main uh, you know Hollywood sphere of things going on right now. Um, and but Relativity has filed for bankruptcy. Um, and it's kind of a big deal because uh, it's a compression of the industry, and it's uh, essentially kind of like they're like a lot of people in Hollywood are afraid it's going to scare off people who are interested in funding movies. Okay. Um, now I don't really see it like it's going to be that much of a scare for people because everyone always has dreams of working in Hollywood. Yeah, everyone I mean, has like dreams of making that, a movie. Like, even even years ago. Um, you know, when you first started seeing a lot of these, like, indie movies come out, like, you know, when, when did that really start happening? Like, 80s? 90s? Indie movies start, like, indie movies really picked up steam, I think, like, in the mid to late 90s, and then, like, once the 2000s hit, like, a lot like, of even then, nobody back then was really, like, you know, producing these movies yeah. and, like, really funding them and putting them out there, so... Like, the biggest indie movie that I can really think of that kind of performed above and beyond a lot of people's expectations was probably Pulp Fiction. Because that one garnered a lot of uh, Oscar buzz and got nominated. Nominated, you know, Quentin Tarantino for his first directing Oscar. He won his first writing Oscar for that one, I believe. And uh, did he write? Did he win? Well, yeah, he won for that one. And um, 
you know, Samuel Jackson got nominated for an Academy Award. John Travolta did too. It's crazy. So, you know, that's the last, like, or at least that's, like, the first, like, big one that made, like, a, such a big splash. It looks like Relativity has, like, a nice little they do. amount of movies under their belt that they've done. Yeah. Uh, like, nothing that really, like, did super great, like, box office, I would think. But they no. have, like, a number of things that, you know... People like would know like limit limitless is on there. Yeah. Um, um, let's see. Right now they right now immortals, which is yeah. that one movie with crazy gods and like yeah. that very gold guy. I just remember that. <laughs> yeah. Like I was seeing a lot of gold. Yeah. Um, Twenty one and over. That was a weird comedy. House at the end of the street. Mm-hmm. That horror movie. Um, Don John. That yeah. was, I feel like that movie made kind of a big splash. They got kind of a big splash mostly because of, like, you know, it was supposed to be, like, all about, you know, fucking and shit. But it turned out to be kind of lame and boring. But, but Scarlett Johansson looked pretty fucking good in that movie. Yeah, she like, did. I can say that. First <laughs> right. uh, to Echo. Yeah. Um, um, that came out, like, last year. That was like, They have a pretty good string of movies underneath their belt. They started back in the 80s, I think. Yeah, but I think back in the 80s, like, they, they backed movies like you know, Dances with Wolves and The Network um, and, like, a, a couple others and, like, uh, you know, movies that were kind of, like, kind of glossed over by other companies but have made a big splash in the, in the film industry. Yeah, I mean, those are just the movies that they, um, they like, uh, distributed. Uh, but there's plenty of other movies that they were, like, a production company on. Um, a lot of big movies like uh, Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, yep, uh, Talladega Nights, um, Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, that that yeah. one made a kind of a splash at the Oscars that um, the year it came out. Um, but it, there's plenty. Of, it seems like they have um, a whole bunch of stuff uh, underneath their belt that they kind of you know either help produce. They definitely had all those movies that they distributed. Mm-hmm. Um, like, is there any? Did they kind of like say like that they've well, been on the downturn or like? Well, like they've been on the downturn because uh, the last uh, script they, um, like they did they bought I think it was for like, like it was like for three million dollars, um, and it was through a bidding war with a couple other companies for a movie called The Bronze, um, which is supposed to be about like a figure skater who has like a masturbation problem or something like that. <laughs> It's kind of, kind, of, right. kind of weird, right? Um, but it's supposed, supposed to be supposed to be made like a big splash at Sundance and a bunch of other play, uh, uh, film circuits. Um, but what they what happened is that they went in debt. They went in debt by three hundred and twenty million dollars, yeah. and they couldn't really climb back out of that. And the reason is is because they pay they're paying too high for um, for their scripts, and they're not seeing enough uh, turnaround turn from. Um, from those uh, like from those movies and productions because they uh, are not you know, because they're backing movies that wouldn't normally be backed all that much and like half of the time it kind of pays off for them but they're paying way too much for these movies that they are backing yeah which might be like, like and then but like but like the few that they are backing that do make a pretty good hit and make a pretty big splash you know, that's one thing but then there's all the other movies that don't yeah because there's you know like looking at all the things that they've helped like they were a production company on there are a lot of big movies yeah like mm-hmm. in those you know in this list of movies like I'm just checking Wikipedia yeah, yeah. But you know they have. Uh, I mean, they like, have a lot of stuff on there. That I mean, like Philadelphia, like that earned Tom Hanks first Oscar, um, and it was also a really great movie. Um, they're backing. Uh, they were backing um, the remake of The Crow, 
and that's been kind of put on hold. Yeah, but I saw that that was put on hold probably because of this. Because of this. Yeah. A lot of movies are in limbo now. They have a bunch of scripts that are um, being shopped around, or like they, the creators are you know, shopping them around again, or they're being picked up by other companies at the moment. Um, like As I said, the bronze from earlier, Hunter Killer, is supposed to be with Billy Bob Thornton, and uh, that rapper Common, um, he's supposed to be in it. And uh, let's see... Um, there's a few other masterminds with Kristen Wiig and Zach Galifianakis. Uh, a new thriller called Kidnap with Halle Berry. Um, and then like there's a bunch of like uh, like other stuff. I think there's like a TV show or I'm not sure if it's a TV show or a, sh- or a movie, but um, like this sci-fi romance thing called Out of This World. Um, Jane, uh, this uh, other new movie that they had in development called Jane Got a Gun with Natalie Portman. Um, so, you know, there's all these scripts that are just like having to find a new home now. Yeah, because and, of this. I mean, they, they funded a lot of movies, it yeah. seems like. And, like um, and that's just like stuff that's coming out in the next year, two years from now. Yeah. So, like, people are thinking that this is going to be like a... Uh, like a bad, com- like a bad compression of the industry. Since Relativity did a pretty good job for the time they've been around, um, it's going to be a compression of the industry, which nobody wants. Um, but I think that this, in itself, like the scripts that don't get picked up, I think this is going to give chance to new backers, new people who are new to the industry, um, who want to try this out and bring a new vision to Hollywood uh, to try and make movies. I think this is like, going to open up for more people. Like what it makes me think and what makes me hope will happen is like one big one falls and like three little ones move up. Yeah. And, but because, these guys weren't like giant or well, yeah, they were big. They, they still, they were, they, they were big enough to fund all these movies yeah. and kind of make a, make these other smaller movies that probably wouldn't have gotten made. Yeah. Right. Because so, it was like these guys and bold and a couple others, you know, like bad robot and other like so, smaller companies. So hopefully we see maybe one of the, like some other kind of small production yeah. company move up and, uh, fund more weird projects. You know? Yeah. Cause like half of these projects sound pretty good. Like that whole Jane got a gun. That's like, it's supposed to be a Western. I love Westerns. I love Westerns. And I want to see this because it sounds and even cool. like, cause you think the last Western really that was made, I would say was the remake of true grit. Yeah, pretty much. I would say that, that was wasn't probably, bad either. That was yeah, pretty but good. It, did, it, like, it underperformed if I'm not mistaken. I think it, it did. didn't do all that well. I think it did. But you know, uh, the Coen brothers who the guys who made that movie, they don't really give a shit about how, yeah, about that stuff nowadays. Cause they're kind of like they're Oscar machines at this point. Yeah. Whatever they make is going to get some kind of notoriety. They just, they just pretty much show up to studios and they're just like money, please. Like, pretty much like the Coen brothers <laughs> can just like show up and go like, Hey, we want to make this movie they'll go they're kind of go like all right just like here's a blank check he's like all right well um here's money um come back in a couple months and uh we'll see we'll give you some more and they will give you some more because like i mean like these guys made like um these guys made fargo and the big lebowski oh brother where art thou and no country for old men if you kind of like take all these movies they're just vastly different from each other yeah yeah and, and each one has successfully it's been a huge hit is right? like, so. like they've um, like the like big lebowski was is now a cult classic it's a bit of a sleeper same with oh brother where art thou um no country for old men one best uh one best picture um i think one best directors too and uh fargo got uh 
I think that one got Best Picture, I think. But, like, that one, like, got a slew of awards when it came out. And that's just, like, four of their movies. They've made a bunch of movies. they made so many fucking movies um, to come out. So, like... Yeah, and they're not... What, what's good about it is they're not just stuck to one style of movie. Right? No, they, they, they know what they're doing. Yeah. They, they, they can pretty much, you know, do whatever the fuck they want at this point. But moving on. Um, from... Kind of bad news to worst interesting news. news. Actually, so like um, because we were talking about this earlier, I read it wrong. Um, I guess like he did officially sign on. I thought he said if they officially dropped him, okay. but apparently he officially signed on. Chang Tatum is going to be Gambit for okay. because for, earlier in the week there was talks that like he was talking to um, to the studio heads and like there was a possibility that he wasn't going to be Gambit, be in it. Yeah. So, like, there, I'm not entirely sure what the deal was with the whole with that whole thing, but um, I don't I, think we're ever really gonna know. No. A lot of sources are saying like it's because of the time commitment he's gonna have to make with these movies. I mean, like Hugh Jackman has done a lot of stuff in his career in between, you know, the, the X Men movies. movies. But of course, and that anything was, where he's Wolverine. Yeah, and but of course that was because like the X Men movies were on a downslope. You know, they uh, and after the first three movies, like we didn't see another X Men movie until uh, First Class. I mean, yeah, the way if you're a superhero and the movie is successful, you're going to be just like all these other superheroes. Like, think about like um, all these people who are like these Marvel superheroes. Yeah, they do do other movies, but most people either don't care or will go and be like, well, this isn't. This isn't Marvel. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth is a is a you know race car driver in this movie, but not <laughs> Thor. Like, why isn't he using the hammer to go faster? You know, like you would think, right? Wrong. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so you know, a lot of people were saying about his time commitment and shit about it because they estimate it's gonna be about you know ten years or ten or fifteen years because Hugh Jackson Hugh Jackman has been playing Wolverine for fifteen years at this point. Um, well, like, look, okay, so think about Iron Man and how long um, Robert Downey Jr. has been uh, Iron Man. Yeah. And even now, he's not signed on to do any more movies, but he's still doing appearances. Yeah. I think he's done with, like, his actual, like, he's, leads for yeah, the movies. Yeah, exactly. But he's still going to be in these, you know, the Avengers. The he's going to be Avengers in the next, movie. next two he's, Avengers he's movies. He's going to be in um, the new, Winter Soldier. Yeah, the Civil War. Uh, yeah, civil, yeah, he's gonna be whatever. in Civil War. The next, the next, and he's he's gonna appear in whichever fucking movies they want him to appear in because he's like supposed to. He like, really doesn't have a choice. No, well, they they can't fucking recast Tony Stark like no. in the middle of a you know cinematic universe. No. They they would need a good reason, like, and which kind of like brings up a point of like, what the fuck are they gonna do once they you know get. Because, like, I don't think you can get a, a new Wolverine. There's no way unless you introduce X-23 into the movie universe and just have her be the new Wolverine. That's really the, But that would be fucking retarded at this point in the game. Because you have not introduced X-23 or hinted at her existence at all. The only maybe thing you have... the next Wolverine movie will have. Like, maybe, but the, the only thing you have is... Uh, 
is um, just like his his movie in Japan, and I'm pretty sure he didn't hook up with anybody in that movie. I'm pretty sure he didn't. I don't know. I need to see it again because like he supposed like in like in the comic books, the way X23 and his son come about is because he goes to Japan just like in the movie. There's an actual comic book arc. He goes to Japan and he fights uh, the Yakuza group, the Hand. And he ends up. I think he's, I think it is with Psylocke. I think it is. He ends up having um, a couple of kids, and one of them is X twenty three, and that's how nowadays she's in comic books now. So if unless they kept that part in the movie, which I can't remember if they did, then there's no see, real explanation for X twenty three. My all. problem with the way you see comic book movies is that they have to be. Directly involved with well, there needs the to be comics. some kind of logic to where a character they, springs they up. They don't need to have any kind of logic because it's a completely different universe. They could just have it be like, oh, someone at some point took uh, Wolverine's genetic material and tried to recreate it. I and guess X Twenty Three came out, so that's the, I they guess. could easily do that in the first fifteen minutes of a movie and introduce this character. Yeah, but it's, it's, I, I know it's, it's stupid. Yeah, it's it's not going to be the best, but it's kind of an asshole. That, that's not like they don't care. Like they don't yeah. care. They they don't care about whether they fucking set up that Wolverine had kids. Like they don't give a shit about that. Yeah. So that's that's I think where uh, like your logic in like seeing comic book movies is a bit flawed. Well, I mean, like because I think cause they yes, have to have some connection to the comic books in some way. They, they have to. The only way that they're going to have a connection is the heroes and their powers. Yeah. And well, the I mean, villains like, that they fight, maybe. Well, I mean, like, half of the movies that they're making now, they are just getting from the actual comic books that came out. And they're just using their scripts and they're using their plots. Um, but they're, like, kind of twisting them around a little bit so that they work in the movie industry. Because you can't, like, fucking film everything from a fucking comic book. Yeah. Unless it's, like, going to be heavy CGI. But, like, um, like, I can understand them trying to, like, change it. But, like, I would like the, like, the origin. Because they, they stayed true to the origin for the most part. The origin is very important for these characters. So you can't just, like, so I think, like, the origin for, like, X-23 should stay the same. And that's the most tie I ever really want with a comic book movie. Because, like, I like the fact that directors take creative liberties with these characters. Because, or else, once again, or else I just read the comic book and be done with it. I wouldn't read, I wouldn't go watch the movie. Because then the only way that they could really do that is in this next movie, if for whatever reason, Wolverine gets a call. And then he's like on Mori. He's like, oh shit, really? He's on Mori. No, you no, are you're, you're full of shit. <laughs> and then he's like, god damn it! And then he like breaks his phone. And then whichever other like X Men is next to him, he's like, yo, what's going on? And then because that's how the X Men talk, of course. They go like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? And then and then Wolverine's like. I knock someone up. <laughs> Oops. And then it becomes the plot of Knocked Up. But with superheroes. Okay. I watched that movie. <laughs> I watched that movie in Heartbeat. So Yeah, I yeah, the, the origin is important. I definitely agree with you there, but I think there is definitely more liberties in a cinematic universe. Yeah, um, I do too. It's just that like that's I think that's the only connection I want with like a comic book movie is the origins to pretty much be the same because I mean like they're doing that with Deadpool the Deadpool origin is staying the exact same as it was in the comic books dude has cancer dude goes into some you know risky medical treatment turns out it's you know it's uh, Weapon X pro- it's the Weapon X program 
and you know shit goes down. Yeah. So, Zeke, you know, like that that much I like. It's just that uh, you know I just kind of want. Uh, the origins to be the same that, that because like that's what kind of makes the character the character in my yeah. opinion. No, I agree with you definitely. Um, so um, I, there's one more thing I, I don't think we had in the in the notes for this week, um, but I'm very interested in this. So the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I know. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. I don't that's think you're, I don't think you're really a huge fan of the series. I just I really, never, I just I really, never I really it. don't care about it all that much. Yeah. But I thought this was very interesting. So the director um, came out. They like he did like a Q and A like on Twitter, I believe, and people were asking him questions about like you know is this going to stay friendly to like this Five Nights at Freddy lore? Mm-hmm. Like apparently there's a giant lore that I don't really know too much about, um, and I'm not going to pretend to know too much about it or anything. Um, but I know that there's like a big thing with like there being a bite, like one of the animatronics bites a kid. Yeah. Um, that's supposed to be in the movie. Um, the director came out and said that they're going to like try and shy away from CGI. Yeah. Um, they're going to try and go for more practical effects. And he says that because he's like, you know, um, that's what really makes like animatronics feel so like unnerving. Yeah. That they're just like kind of like real, you know, actual real things in yeah, the real world. Um, but I, what I thought was the most interesting thing um, was that apparently the uh, Jim Henson company is making these animatronics. That's so dope. I'm, I'm in. I'm in to see it now. Yeah, yeah. Like, you should, like, I don't know. You could probably look it up and find some of these pictures of, like, some of the stuff. But, like, there's a picture that was released of, like, the, um, the eyes of, like, um, of like the characters, you yeah, know, that they've actually made already, and they look fucking terrifying, dude. Um, I'm so excited though. Like, like the Jim I, Henson I don't company. really care, but like the fact that the Jim Henson company is like actually like in there and is going to be fucking taking care of business. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, like, like what was that movie that they had? It was like the Dark Crystal or something like that. Yeah, um, the that whole puppet movie that they did. Like some of that stuff in there was like horrifying, and I I can only imagine just how good the stuff they're gonna make for this movie is gonna be. Because like now I'm on board. Now I want to see it. And yeah, the the second that I saw that they um they had the Jim Henson company behind this, I was like, that is someone I can trust. Like you yeah. put that name on anything, the Jim, like Jim Henson I company can, on, I can definitely trust anything yeah. as far as like real life animatronics or like puppets or anything like that. I can trust yeah. them to do their fucking job. Like, I, I am just so happy now that they're not going to... Because I thought it was just going to be a CG fest. You know? Like, CG yeah. monsters or whatever. And, like, I'm kind of... Now I'm kind of, like, actually curious about the movie itself. I want to know what kind of... What the plot's going to be. I can only imagine, like, if it follows the game, then maybe it's, like, the security guy and, like, a couple other people are trapped in the are trapped in the restaurant or something like that. Yeah. But, like, now that, you know, this is going to be cool. I'm pretty excited about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so this is uh, this is what the like you know actual like eyes from the thing are gonna like. They, <laughs> that, that's horrifying. They look fucking creepy, and it's like it's just. I think it's wonderful. Um, so cool. It makes me very excited for this, and you know the director seems very excited to um, uh, have you know work with the creator to make this like extremely lore friendly and like lore. Yeah. Compliant and um, you know he seems very excited to work on this movie. So yeah. that's one of those things that um, 
you can probably tell me stuff he's worked on. Uh, the director's name is Gil Kennan. Mm, doesn't sound familiar. Uh, looks like he directed things like Monster House and the Poltergeist remake. No, did he direct the Poltergeist remake? Okay, I wasn't too big a fan of the Poltergeist remake. It was okay, but it just kind of felt like it was. It, like, it felt like it was just a remake that made me want to watch the original again. Yeah, and that's really about it. I am so excited for this time. I'm I'm, well, I'm excited, excited for because it now. fucking animatronics are fucking creepy as shit. Yeah, like I, I remember I remember Chuck E. Cheese just kind yeah, of yeah. I remember like, like going to Chuck E. Cheese as a kid and having. Like, just those, like, characters, like, on the stage, like, moving around or, like, playing instruments or whatever the fuck they were doing. And, like, as a kid, you're like, okay, that looks cool. But, like, thinking back on it, like, that shit is terrifying. Like, and, like, seeing, and see, like, the the worst part is seeing them not move. Because, like, you see them not move and they're kind of, like, they're still standing up, but they're kind of, like, bent forward a little bit. Like, they're slumped over. And, like, if their eyes don't close all the way, they kind of just, they kind of look like they're still looking at you. And it just gets, like, it's kind of eerie. Yeah. It's kind of like seeing a Disney cast member without their head on, you know? It's just, like, it's like you kind of, like, lose the illusion that this thing is not what it's, what it's supposed to be. And the fact that it's, like, it looks like it's dead. <laughs> It yeah. looks like it's dead. But at the same time, it looks like there it was once alive, and yeah. now it's been dead. Like, now it's died. And, like, just the... Okay, so, like, I just can't get over the fact that there's going to be, like, actual animatronics in this. Yeah. Like, it's kind of something I've been, like, going back and forth, like, all, like since they dropped this news, since he, like, talked about it. I was like, that is amazing. Yeah. And I'm glad that practical effects are coming back, because I've... CGI... I like to see a lot more it, practical it, effects. Um, I mean, it's... It's gone to a point to where it looks very real now. Yeah. But at the same time, when you watch CGI, you don't. There's something that doesn't that feels off about it. Yeah. I mean, like, I remember watching one of the Transformers movies, and there's a point where one of the characters like smashes like into like a busy street, and there's cars and there's trees, and he like smashes down with like all this force, but like none of the cars really move. There's no like blowback from the trees that make it look mm-hmm. like you know there's any kind of action going on and it just I remember like that scene every time I think of CGI I'm just like it just doesn't feel real yeah but there's something about like those practical effects where you're like holy shit like that's a real thing that exists and existed in this real space like I I, I've mentioned this before my whole thing with like CGI is that CGI just like all CGI has a shelf life you know like uh, a lot of stuff that looked good back, you know, like five years ago, you look at it now and you can immediately tell it's CGI and it looks pretty bad. There's certain things that have stood the test of time, and that's because they didn't rely completely on CGI, like Jurassic Park. Yeah. That's like my favorite example because while they really did do a lot with CGI in that movie, there was still plenty of practical effects in yeah. that movie to kind of offset that to where you also, can't really. It's yeah. harder to tell, anyways, yeah. where where the line is drawn. Also, the fact that a lot a lot of that movie took place at night in the rain, yeah, kind of helps out a lot too. Because I mean, like, I think it's not only just a good use of practical effects and CGI; it's like a good use of like environment, camera work, and, and camera work, and lighting. A lot of the stuff where you see the raptors, are, it's kind of like almost like a blur. Like there might be a camera yeah. moving around or painting to something, or, or you only see portions of them at a time. Exactly. You know, and which you know Spielberg's pretty good at doing. You know, he, yeah. he's and made that kind of a bit of a moniker for his like since like jaws and shit yeah but you know so okay so to kind of like kind of keep with this whole thing but also kind of move away from it 
what is like a deal maker and a deal breaker when it comes to like video games and movies and other stuff? Because like for me, like certain actors are like a deal maker. Like when the first, when the new Godzilla movie came out, I wasn't too keen on it. Um, at first, until I saw Brian Cranston was in it, and then I was like, I'm immediately down. So, I so, want to see this so right Brian now. So Brian Cranston can pretty much make anything and do anything at this point after Breaking Bad. Yeah. Because before Breaking Bad, he was just the dad on Malcolm in the Middle. And that's about it. Like, you know, like, he did good at that role and everything, but it Mm -hmm. just wasn't, like, groundbreaking or anything. He played, like, the same character every episode. His character never really grew. But in Breaking Bad... It was so. It was almost like I can almost say it was beautiful to watch him, like transform from just this like mild mannered chemistry teacher to like drug maker to like drug distributor to to, like fucking badass. Yeah, and then like to see that fall from grace from him to where he like you know after he gets caught and he like you know comes back and has a like giant ass beard and everything. Yeah, but he's still badass and he's like I'm gonna go out in the blaze of glory. Like, to see all of that over the course of, what, like, five, five, six seasons, like, that was amazing. And I think because of that, Brian Cranston can put his name on anything, and people are going to be like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch that. Like, he's going to come out with that um, superhero TV show, I think, that was announced at Comic-Con. It's supposed to be on uh, Hulu or something like that. Something weird. But, yeah. Something yeah. Like but, yeah, I, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, that's that's fucking cool as shit. Yeah. So, like like, certain actors, for me... Are kind of a, a deal maker, like I said, Brian Cranston and J.K. Simmons are kind of like guys. Like if they're in a movie, I'm probably gonna want to go see it because right. I know they're gonna bring like a really good job, like really good acting job to uh, like to this movie, whichever they're gonna be in. Right. And when it comes to like video games, like not really much can really pick me up unless it's like something like like right now for me for video games, if there's like a big ass monster in it. Like for the most part, like I'll probably want, will probably want to fucking play it. Pretty much, Bethesda can serve shit on a plate to me, and I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, I'll eat it." I love Bethesda. Yeah, like, 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 like actual like um, Bethesda, Bethesda, not like just like they're publishing a game mm-hmm. or something like that, but like actual Bethesda game studios. Yeah, that is a total game maker for me. Yeah, like that fucking game over. Like I'm gonna be on that. Okay, which is why I'm so excited for Fallout. Yeah. So, like, for okay, so to move move on to deal breakers, for me, anytime I see a movie um, that I see, what's the best way to put it? This going? Yes, yes, still going. (laughs) For for whatever reason, uh, our thingy stopped. like going along with uh, <laughs> it's, it's so weird because I just happened to look at it and I was like, "What's what's going on?" Yeah, it's still recording. We're we're good. Don't That's funny, um, but um, but yeah. It's, so one of those, um, but like, so when a trailer is going, and this will prevent me from watching the movie. There you so go. So when uh, now you can, now you can see the thing scrolling. To no, show I that can't. You're talking. No, I am too like, too much anxiety. <laughs> I'm this too upset. I'm too upset. This is too much. Um, so when um, when uh, the movie the uh, Gangster Squad came out. Mm. And uh, watch it just <laughs> shut up. Watch it just re- look. You're you're talking. It's recording. Yeah. Why yeah, are you afraid? He's like, well, because it stopped moving. I was going like, is it even going anymore? Holy shit! And why why even bother at this point? Um, but so when the movie Gangster Squad came out, um, it, it, it was a uh, you know a period piece it takes place in the 1940s, mobsters and all that other shit. Yeah. What really pisses me off is when like movies like that come out. And they play rap music over the trailer because to me it's too incongruous. Because 
Yeah, one, so it's like modern music for a movie about old timey gangsters. Yeah, like and that, that stuff pisses me off to that, know. That's end. kind of upsetting because you you you're kind of walking into this expecting a timepiece. So why yeah. not use like some fucking super? I want like music swing music. Era. I want like big band and swing music. I want like like something crazy. But even, I want like yeah, and even then they they didn't maybe there's not anything appropriate for that trailer. But there were they had like lounge singers back then, and something like that could work like, in they, a trailer or, like, like that. Fucking like Frank Sinatra music or something, or something from Dean e- Martin. Even I don't care. Just like not rap music it doesn't if, work. Yeah, mm-hmm. Even if you have like let's say a current artist. Like resing some old song from that time, like even that I could see working. Like that, like yeah, it, it, like I can see it working. But even then, like I'll kind of recognize it because, like I'll I won't even know who the new artist is. I'll just know that song that they're singing, like the original singer from it, and I'll go like they couldn't have gotten, they couldn't have just dug up the original singer and then just have them fucking do it. And well, no, Joe, because they'd be dead if they're digging like, them they couldn't, up. They couldn't have just gotten <laughs> the actual song from a fucking CD from a bargain been at fucking like at no. FYE no, no they couldn't have fucking done it so like that kind of shit just like kind of really like like makes me not want to see a movie like when I see like when I can tell like music the music they put in the trailer does not fit what's going on with the screen or does not fit with the time period I will go like I am not watching this fucking movie because it's, it's, it's this going to be horrible this might sound a little cliche but uh Michael Bay is kind of a turn off for yeah. me <laughs> me too <laughs> pretty much I just I feel like his his name is just like it has been tainted with just like explosions. Yeah. And like I just like, you know, it just seems like every he's just been doing Transformers for so long, I can't stand it. Like it's just like they all are the same movie. Transformers, all of his Transformers movies are the same fucking movie. And it's insane that people still go out to see this. Um and like Well, I I People in the states, I feel like, have learned. They, may, they like, make money in China. They, yeah, they make a shitload of money overseas. Like, yeah. like that whole last movie was like almost like a fan service to China, right? Because it's like filmed much. in like uh, in the east somewhere. So you know, it's <laughs> in the east somewhere, somewhere. I don't know. We're just gonna generalize an entire an entire region of the world in the east somewhere. Whatever. I general. Everybody generalizes us as the West. So that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I can see that. Like Michael Bay has not come out with a movie that I have found interesting in like the longest time. Yeah. And no, I agree with you definitely. And it just anytime I kind of hear that he's gonna be doing something, I'm like, eh. Well, how are you gonna do explosions here? Yeah, it's like so. It's like it's kind of the weird thing. Like Roland Emmerich is kind of like in the same vein as Michael Bay. He's made his name just like fucking doing action movies. Like his biggest movie was Independence Day. Um, but like, if like they hide his name, I will like kind of like inadvertently go see a movie that he made. Like the last one I did that to was The Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise, and that movie was awesome. That movie was so great, and I'm like kind of surprised it didn't get as much notoriety as it should have gotten. But you think if you would have known that he directed it, you would have not? I probably would it. not have gone to go see it, because I've just been like very disappointed with like Roland Emmerich movies. It's kind of like again, like kind of like the same thing over and over again. It's just kind of you know like you know big explosions and weird set pieces that kind of just bore me to death. It's just yeah. a generic action movie, and just kind of like ugh, I don't know, kind of lame. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know if there's very many other, like, turnoffs in movies um, that I have. In video games, um, 
remakes are starting to get to that vein where I'm just like, you can't really like do so many remakes and then just to do that to like hype up a the, like, the new the, the new, new installment or something series. like that. Um, like res, I know like um, the guys at Resident Evil, they're they're the talks doing, to like, do res- Resident Evil Two, which yeah. while a good game, don't get me wrong, I feel like some of these things should just stay where they are. Just re-release them. Yeah. Just kind of like fix the controls and have people play them with those like, you know, old graphics and stuff. So, it just kind of like is lovable yeah. and charming in a way, you know? So like so like these remakes that they're making, they're not just like HD remakes, are they? Yeah. Or are they just like straight up like new story, new gameplay kind of mechanics kind of stuff? Or Yeah, it's just for the most part, it's just the same game. Okay. They might like, you know, fix something that was wrong here or there or... Um, kind of work on maybe like because moving in those games was kind of difficult they might like yeah. fix that a little bit but you know for the most part it's the same exact game they they don't really do that much okay but, you know yeah yeah that's one of those things I think that really kind of uh, turns me off in video games okay well that's really about it I guess because like yeah. I mean like there, there, there's probably a few more, but I have to really think about them at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, it's just like so like certain filmmakers just kind of like piss me off a lot, and they tend to just like, as we said, just kind of do the same thing over and over again. And just, ugh, I don't know. I hope our listeners. Adam Sandler is another one too. Yeah, he's one of those ones that I really, um, I used to like. I used to like Adam Sandler a lot, but what he's done recently, it just kind of. Um, it's upsetting more than anything else. Yeah, I would say. I mean, like, like Jack and Jill was just like, like it, it came, like. <laughs> so, my mom got got in charge of the fucking Netflix like DVDs that come in, and she put Jack and Jill. You fucked up. And like I just like straight up like because I saw it in the mail and I was like, why would you do this? I hope you watched it. I did watch it. Okay. And it was horrible. Like it, like, it was just, like, lame jokes, and, like, this is coming after, like, you know, like, funny people with, yeah. like, the, kind of that weird pseudo-drama with Judd Apatow and shit like that, and, and like, that was kind of disappointing, too, but still, it was just, like, what, what, is, what is happening, this, why, 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 this is yeah. all I can say, and, like, was like, and I was, like, they got Al Pacino to be in this movie. Yeah. Why is he here? <laughs> there is no other reason for Al Pacino to be here other than to be Al Pacino. And, like, not even good Pacino. Like, the bad Pacino that we know now. Like, <laughs> bad, bad Pacino. <laughs> like, hoo-ah, Pacino. Hoo-ah. It just, it, just needs to, it just needs to stop. Yeah, <laughs> He needs to stop. It needs to go on. No one, someone needs to stop this madman from making movies again. He, he's, he's had his, his time in the sun. Now let's see him... Now let's see him like shrivel up into a raisin and hoo the whole way. Yeah, Ugh. that'll be fun. I, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that future of uh, actors we grew up with who were total badasses getting old. <laughs> That's gonna have to Leonardo DiCaprio now. <laughs> like he's like our generation's like De Niro and shit, and then he's just gonna be like one day, just he's gonna have that one role that finally gets him his Oscar, and he's just gonna continue to act he's like gonna, that. Like, he's just gonna be like fuck it. <laughs> He's like, apparently this is what gets me my Oscar, so I need to continue to act like this. Hopefully, the entire hopefully time. it's the hopefully it's that Revenant movie that that gets him his Oscar. I want to see him be that forever. <laughs> just he's just that. He's just this he's weird just colonial, this, like, crazy dude. colonial guy. Just like, ah, I'm a fighter, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and that's what he says. Just fighting. That, that's that's everything he says in every movie. Dude, I'm a fighter bird. Right. <laughs> like trailer. <laughs> Leo, that's not the line. That's not the line for this scene. I'm a fighter bird. He's like, it worked for the other movie. He's like, He's like but this movie is in space, Leo. Like, I'm a fighter space bird. There's no space bears, Leo. You can't say that. He's like, it's part of the movie now. Shut up. <laughs> God damn it. And I'm like kind of depressed. That's probably actually going to happen too. I'm excited. I'm so excited for this future. In a future where all our favorite movie stars become crazy and just do the same role for the rest of their lives. Oh god. So Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler is Jack and Jill for every single fucking movie he's in now. <laughs> did you hear what? Okay, so they like did some. Um, some uh, they talked to some exec for uh, or like the head of Netflix. And they were like, so have you seen how well Pixels has performed? And, like, does that make you nervous about, like, you know, that you signed, like, a four-movie contract with Adam Sandler? And he was like, no, I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm like, no, you're not. He knows, like, that guy knows that he has to play the game. And he's like, no, I am sticking with my deal. Yeah, he's not going to come out and be like, yeah, no, we fucked up. We should not have gotten it. If I was a producer, that's the first thing I would have said. It's like, man, we fucked up bad. He's like... He's like, do you still think we can get that other guy? No? All right, never mind. <laughs> Let's get Joe Piscopo. He hasn't done anything in a while. <laughs> like, like, at that point, like, at that point, like, Michael Vick is probably, like, a better fit for, for, for a like, Netflix series than, like, Adam Sandler at this point. Because, like, like, everyone's just tired of Sandler. Everyone's tired of Sandler. But, yeah, I mean... He really had no, like, really, like, any movie where your actors are going to, like, walk off set, like, where, like, you piss off yeah, like, you're a good piss. portion of your actors and they just leave. Like, that's, that's not a good thing. And, and not, on, not only that, but on top of that, you constantly go, like, I don't know what they were mad about. <laughs> you know what they were mad about. <laughs> like, everything that's just, like, blatantly racist and wrong with your movie. And you're like, it's, I don't know. It's like, okay, so I'm sure, about. like, these actors had to have known, like, what they were getting themselves into at least a little bit, right? Well, like, apparently... So, Apparently, like the the press release that they used to like get like actual like Native American actors and stuff was like, this is going to be treated with the utmost respect. Blah blah blah. You're going to be treated like actual human beings, and then like come to find out, yeah, no, you're not. It's Adam Sandler. It's like Adam Sandler just decided to piss all over everybody, and I'm not even entirely sure if it was Adam Sandler because. But, like, maybe, like, the assholes who are in charge of his production company instead. Because I'm pretty sure he's not in charge of it now. Maybe, yeah. He can't be in charge of it anymore. Because, like, that would, get, no, that would probably explain why there's, like, a lack of, like, good stuff coming out of Happy yeah. Madison at this point. Because, like, yeah, I, what was the last good Happy Madison movie that came out? Like, Big Daddy? Little Nicky, maybe? That was good. I like those two. I mean, I'm a big fan of Billy Madison. That okay, that was like early on. Yeah, that was, that was earlier than those two. Like, yeah, I think um, probably one of those two. Definitely. Um, after that, I can't think of like any like good Adam Sandler flicks, right? Yeah, like, yeah, because like they haven't happened. So like, it's just uh, poor Adam. This Sandler. just turned into ragging on Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put that in our list of dis- things that turn us off in movies. Say <laughs> Adam Sandler. We're just like you know keep on ragging. That'd- Sandler. That'll be the name of this episode. Adam Sandler turns us off. And you know what? I don't feel bad about making fun of Adam Sandler that much because that motherfucker has so much money. 
He is loaded. He's like one of the highest paid actors I've in Hollywood. I've heard that he has like clauses in his like, you know, whenever he's like making movies that says like they digitally have to go in and make him look healthier than he actually is. <laughs> Which what I, the could, fuck? I could see because I mean Adam Sandler. Let's be honest. I would imagine he doesn't look too hot. No, he doesn't. I mean, like, it, like in, in all honesty, like in the grown-ups movies, you do not expect a guy who looks like Adam Sandler to be with the chick who looks like Salma fucking Hayek. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> it's not possible. Like, it is never possible. I'm. God's green earth. Maybe, maybe there, maybe there's one couple out there, but that's it. You got no one in like almost seven billion chance. Like there, there was this, there was this like comic I saw online, and like, like, like the comic starts like, like there's this restaurant, and like this couple comes in, and it's uh like the uh this really ugly dude with like a really hot chick and the cooks are going like what the fuck is he so special why is why does he have her why does he have her and then um and then two ugly is like, then an ugly couple walk in two ugly people come in and they don't say anything and then and then they and um and then a uh, a couple comes in hot chick ugly dude and they just like stop and they since they know it was no it was um ugly chick hot dude and they just go like they stop and they just stare at them <laughs> and like i don't know why this made me think of it now it was pretty great. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, hopefully I can get this episode up a little quicker than I did this last one. Because I kind of was busy with work and lazy and didn't want to put it up. But, yeah. Um, I'll try and get that up this weekend. Um, so for the rest of this month, um, we're going to be recording on Friday. Yeah. I have Fridays off uh, every, I think, every Friday this uh, this month this month off so we're going to be recording on Fridays hopefully we can have the podcast up on Saturday yeah um that, just uh, listen to us on Stitcher um I'm pretty sure we're still the only two active listeners on there pretty much um I'm trying to find um other outlets for us to put our podcasts out there whether it be like Podbay or like you know some some of these other sites that, like SoundCloud old, maybe yeah like that host uh podcast yeah. and stuff um just cause we need more than just us two and the occasional other random listener out there. Let us know that you're out there, please. Um, Even if you're German or Russian or Korean just, or just something. Go just go type a comment in on the website or send us an email. I think the email is, if I'm remembering correctly, in the menus podcast at gmail.com. Sure. Why not? I, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure that's it. Um, I probably should know if I'm telling you guys about it, you know. <laughs> On this podcast, but I don't uh, know where the shit. I have no. It texts out. It tells you how often we get a. Uh, like, I, I am told to go to a room. I go to that room, and someone with a computer and a mic shows up, and we start talking. Yeah. So, so it is. Uh, it is in the menus podcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email. Let us know that you're out there. Um, talk to us. Um, or something. not. Be a dick then. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, just have us talk to ourselves. It makes me feel real good about myself. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, one listener. Not to make you feel bad. Please, please stay and listen to us. <laughs> but please also talk to us. We're very lonely. Or don't, you dick. <laughs> Fuck you. You just scared away the one listener we had. <laughs> All right. So we're going to be back. Uh, we'll be back next week, you guys. We'll see you guys later.